Welcome to the Transcendental Journeys podcast. Each episode is a unique combination of contemporary and archival recordings with interviews, shamanic sounds, nature ambiance, and travel stories. Your host, Omananda, a three decades world traveler, German filmmaker, artist, and author, also known as Torsten Klimmer, who wrote Transcendental Journeys, a visionary quest for freedom, presents emerging solution-based progressive, and evolutionary concepts in this unconventional broadcast. We hope you enjoy the show and come back for more, since each episode is distinctly different and one of its kind. This is Omananda speaking here. This time I would like to share a recording from 2014 that I recently found when I was going through some old files. And in it, I walk on the beach in Sri Lanka and I'm on my way to a very special dance event. And I've been in Turtle Beach, Recava it's called. You can Google it and find it. It's in the very south. And at that time it was totally uninhabited besides fishing villages were there and the beach was just pristine, no garbage whatsoever, just endless sand. And I was walking 10 kilometers on the beach to get to that party. So I was entertaining myself, speaking into the microphone. And I listened to it and I thought it was quite funny. So I want to share it with you. It's pretty far out. It's wild. Um, I think it's beautiful. So enjoy it. Thank you for listening. I want to continue where I left off. I felt a few more inspiration. And I wanted to pick up well, I kind of left, left off and got lost a bit when I spoke about the snakes and the death or the deadly threats that can be all around you. But would that let you stop yourself? Would, would you let yourself be stopped because of some deadly possibility from going to a place where people would be dying to go to. Know what I mean? Like Sri Lanka. Would it let you stop you coming here? Because you might get taken for smoking a joint and being thrown in jail for five years or even worse, you could be killed. Oh, in society. And nature. There's certain rules and laws. One of the most potent natural laws that I know of, not from sacred scriptures only, but also from direct personal experiences, is the law of karma. A simplified cause and effect. We all think, we all do, sometimes according to our thoughts and sometimes in direct opposition to our thoughts, because we have emotions and we have feelings and we have senses, the physical senses such as hearing, smelling, seeing, touching, feeling. And then there's also the non-physical senses where we can have extrasensory perceptions, they're called. Extrasensory 
I'm not sure if that word describes it properly because we're perceiving it. Not necessarily with our physical senses, but with other types of senses that our energy body, our auric energy field, definitely has and perceives. And those are emotions and vibrations. And also, sometimes images are communicated or can, the vibrations can communicate through images, like telepathy, for example. And then there's the laws made by man. Man that is a creature of nature and should theoretically, has to abide by the rules of nature. But instead man assumes ownership and creates its own kingdom, unaware of the illusion of our false identity, or let's say of man's false identity. False in the sense that it is not lasting and it is changing. It cannot continue indefinitely, it will die. Everything that is born will also die, law of nature. Let's see if genetics and life extension can change that a little bit probably will in the future, but indefinitely certainly will not. Life in its whole also is an illusion. If that which is not changing, that cannot be really perceived all at once, it's all pervasive, omnipresent, uncorruptible source of all being, that which we are made of is our true essence. And if we would realize that, as many people do, then we would see ourselves not as owners, but more like stewards. Stewards of our earth, the planet, The beings that are all around us and inside our body, merely an accumulation of different organisms and symbiosis together, like a jungle, working like a clockwork, creating a shell for our souls to inhibit these temples that we also often abuse and mistreat by poisoning ourselves with the food with the drugs with the wrong input too much of everything doesn't leave enough space for the little bit of soul drop to expand itself indefinitely by holographically reflecting the whole 
within and without, uniting all opposites in this contradictory world that we live in. This world that's dying underneath us, the planet, such an Eden, so amazing, Mother Gaia, giving species a place to live, species that are dying out, one by one, every day, as we humans overpopulate and take these environments not only away, but ruthlessly destroying them, ruining them for our own selfish purposes that benefit a few in the name of profit and control of the masses. The sheep that is as much responsible for all the ruin and destruction going on all around us as much the rulers are. Those people that pull the strings behind the puppets that make the laws which are chosen by the people sheep not The manipulation is grand, ranges from TV, radio stations, movies, media, books, and a lot more dark magic performed by dark people who enjoy their rulership. But where are they going to go? The oceans, so polluted that even in places like Sri Lanka, there is plastic being washed up on the beaches. Very, very little and compared to Mexico. Sri Lanka is a very clean place, I have to say. Still, there's the occasional piece of plastic every once in a while. And by now we probably all know the massive island of plastic floating in the Pacific Ocean towards the coast of California. But no need to be desperate. The ocean is deep. And the capacity of Mother Earth to rejuvenate itself greater than we can think. It does not have to die to rid itself of a virus such as us. But we're not really a virus in a sense. I don't see us like that. Man is kind of in between. It's a strange breed, genetically modified, most likely, by beings who have greater capacity than we have now to understand the magnitude of power and control and the deeper meaning of life and death, what lays beyond. But us being in between, the animal and the divine, there's an inner torment between the body and the spirit. But the memories are manifold. They come from both kingdoms, the energetic and the material, as they are one in truth. 
So when we walk here in meditation as a mediator between the other worlds and this one, we know what is right or wrong. We know when we listen, we take the time to listen, when we dare to listen, what's the voice telling us inside? And what's that voice? It's a feeling, it's a knowing, it's intuitively choosing without thinking. No thought is spent on saying this way or that way. Just go and accept and release and surrender. That's just for me. These are my affirmations on my path as a traveler who's traveled this world consciously and properly since 1991. We're in 2014 now and I'm learning just now to all these years that there's never an end to it that traveling is such an amazing way and I meet so many people that say oh I wish I could do that and that's why I'm thinking that's why I'm telling you this right now that why stop or not even begin out of fear of what could possibly go wrong and not dare to risk even our lives for the very joy and pleasure in this moment. So I say to myself, and you know what to say to yourself, go for it. Do what you're meant to. You know in your heart your dreams that make you fly and if you don't take the chance and dare to fly right now today in this very moment you might miss your entire life the grand chance to do that which is going to make you give you ultimate happiness and absolute joy that which they call Ananda Ananda, bliss, glückseligkeit. It's Sanskrit and stands for a state that is here and now omnipresent, aware of one's true origin, the real me, the real we. That's which will last throughout ages, times, planets, galaxies. How can I say this? I have no proof. I've never been in another galaxy physically. But we are made of stardust. All of us are. And there's knowledge encrypted in dimensions and realities that are far from our world, but so close. They're so far that you can't see them, but so close that they can touch the very heart of what you believe is true. And when you see something like that and you know something in your heart that is true, that is a life's principle that you are made of, that I'm made of, that we are made of, 
that life is made of, then you know it's right. So therefore, why rulers? Why human beings that assume control are, are chosen in hierarchical orders to manipulate? You find it in all religions. You find it in politics, democracies as well as dictatorships or monarchies. Forced rule of control, controlling the masses, like the monkey pack. Old monkey coming, too old, younger monkey coming, killing old monkey's offspring, new monkey rules, new pack, new energy, new genes, evolution. We've killed each other on and on, over and over, everywhere we look in our history, just to evolute. And where is this evolution leading us to? To move out of nature, to destroy our habitat and the habitat of others, others than human, beautiful creature that feel like us, that know what's right and wrong for themselves. Where is our step of evolution that leads to peace? Peace within ourselves, amongst our species, amongst our men and women. Who needs dogmatic rules? There's no path to follow. The forks are endless, ever-changing. And we all view the same thing out of different eyes, different angles. We all see a little bit of the big puzzle. So why not give each other that freedom to experience ourselves? for who we truly are. Why to post rules for things that don't do any harm? Harm to others, harm to oneself. I believe that is everyone else's choice. Everyone has to choose for themselves if they're jumping off the cliffs or not and they should be allowed to do that because we need that edge. We need that edge. One needs that edge in order to find out who we really are. We need to confront ourselves with that fear of death that keeps us in prison, keeps us trapped. And the only way to confront that fear of death is to die, or to nearly die. Extreme sports can do that. Life does that, actually, to many people. Happened to me a couple times, physically. And then there's, of course, the set death experience that is intended to create uh, either death or near-death experience. Shamans do that. The Eskimos, in their shaman education, they have to spend two weeks in an igloo, freezing without fire, without food. And after two weeks, if they're still alive... They're equipped to be a shaman. Some die, of course. But hey, if you can't pass across that edge, 
and step into the other other side completely where you have to let go of everything including your name and your false self-identity which is the most difficult thing to sacrifice then kaboom you've seen for yourself and now you know now you know what's there you've had your shakti path you've had your letting go at least a little one and from there you can build on and on your spiritual path and climb the ladder to that I wouldn't say ultimate state but it's written there is such thing as an ultimate state I personally have a few states that were quite amazing ultimate well I guess then one is free to choose to leave or stay as bodhisattva and help the others and dedicate their life to helping others to get to that state yeah that would be it now I hear the music in the distance and this is one of the most beautiful parties I've been to not lying and I've been to parties since 92 I guess 92 2002 22 years I've been going to parties and this is one of the most beautiful parties I've seen and the reason why I think it's one of the most beautiful parties is because it's an original party one of those parties with a couple hundred people, maybe 150 or 200, nice people, beautiful people. They've already danced themselves for a couple days into beauty and transcendence and bliss. They're all trans dancers, actually. <laughs> so they go beyond. Some use substances, others don't. But most likely everyone has before, and some don't need anymore, such as me. They've taken plenty. <laughs> but the dance is really it. The dance as a movement in the present with the with breathing as the key to stay aligned and focus on the music. And then the sound penetrates the thought patterns because it's repetitive. It's tantra, tantric sound actually, that entrains the mind and takes one out of thinking. And then through the energetic frequencies puts one into a shamanic journey, like a shamanic travel. And in that shamanic travel, in that journey, there is energetics, energetic frequencies, or what can I say, the frequencies of nature and the earth frequency. It starts to communicate its, its essence. And then after a while, the endorphine kicks in, and the contacts high come and and the more one drinks coconuts I like to drink fresh coconuts here wow it's amazing the more the body gets sweating and all the toxins comes out and it purifies it gets purified after a few days of that it's like wow feel reborn refreshed renewed inspired thoughts arrange themselves again and out of the ordinary mundane Becomes an egg, comes an externary, gets born out of an extraordinary way of thinking, like new new thoughts arrange themselves and create insights, or the insights create themselves on this shamanic journey, and then one understands it's oneself step by step. That is. 
door after door, gate after gate, dimension after dimension. One could say, universe after universe, it's that diverse. It's that diverse, as Albert Hoffman used to say, and was amazed by, that every single green tr leaf on the tree has its own vibration and essence and frequency. Every palm tree I look at right now has a coconut, and every coconut is different. Every single human being is different. Every star has more systems surrounding them. Every wave looks different, and the flames of the fire are all different. And it's all dancing and changing continuously. Nothing is stagnant. And that's the thing with traveling. When you travel and you keep on traveling and moving, this non-stagnant leads one back to source. And that source is the ultimate calming, happy, peaceful feeling. It's, it's like creativity. The painter, the artist, continuously moving, changing, creating art, creating magic, working with magic, and letting that magic become the driving force of one's life. This is, this is the greatest, and we all can do it in our, own, in our own way. We all are so special. We all have such a special insights and knowing because we are made of love, and this love gives us the inspiration. It's the fuel making us the beings that we are. In any work that you do, if you really enjoy it and there's no time, and you know that's, I feel so happy going to work, I can't wait to wake up. In fact, I don't want to leave. It's just so exhilarating, working. It makes, it's just, that's, it's made for me. Then you know it's the right kind of work. I know that kind of work. I've tapped into it. I am in it any time I create art. I'm, I'm immersed in the artistic process. But I also now know the other type of work. The work that one does thinking, I need to pay my bills, I need to make money, and I have to start to think from that dimension, from the physical reality. The, the, the point from looking would be from the physical world, saying, okay, I have to take care of myself, I have to be responsible, I have to get up and do a job. And sometimes it can be hard to get up or being at work and doing the same repetitive thing and hours and hours go by and, you know, your lifetime is ticking, ticking away. And after a while, a few years, you think, man, I wish I could do that, but I don't know how. So you can buy yourself a little time as a little tip. Buy yourself a little time and take a little trip. No, you can pick any country. Pick any country. Somewhere you always wanted to go to. For some strange reason, you don't know why. But you felt like you always had a pull. You wanted to see that. And maybe there's something obvious. You saw something on TV or you wanted to go there because someone told you about it. But go with your feeling and try to pick long vacation. You know, try to do at least a couple months. Or if you're really like catching on to it and you're like, yes, I really need some time off, then, then I suggest you, you put all your stuff in storage or you rent out your place, sublet it for a year and save your money. Because 
after two months traveling, you start to get into the groove of it, slowly. After six or eight months, you can have some good transformations already. But if you go one year, you're most likely going to come back as a changed person. Changed in the sense that when you go back, you'll be inspired to do something that you always wanted to do and you have the energy to do it. Or you found something entirely different and you might want to completely change after that. But it will be very hard for you to go back to the life that you're living now if you're not happy with that life. Because in the course of that year, you'll meet people that will tell you about things that you had no idea existed. I mean, I came out of a reality that was very German and kind of very uptight and how Germans are, very perfect and on time and, you know. And then I met people that had completely different lifestyles. And first, in my German mind, I was judging it like crazy for many, 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 many years. I mean, probably 20 years I was judging it. Out of my narrow-minded bubble thinking, oh, you're so superior, deeply ingrained in our German beingness. Sadly enough. But I've been working it all my life to get rid of that and try to try to see it before I say it or do it and put a hold on it and stop. So I don't know what nationality you might be coming from, but we all have these ingrained patterns that are really, really hard to see when we live in one place where we always, always lived and grew up in. It can be hard to find the patterns, repetitive, destructive, ingrained behavioral structure on, on a collective level. And so traveling is like, you're going to see after two, three months, you're going to see this stuff and also have the time to reflect upon it. It takes time to really look into the essence and into life and to understand it. We, we all want to understand it. We're all born children with a burning question, why? And this burning question, why, should never really stop because when we start to say or think, Oh, it's like this and this and it's like that and that. That's dogmatic. And oftentimes it comes from learned knowledge. When people become dogmatic, oftentimes they've read it in books. Or someone said, this is how it is. But that is not real knowledge. In fact, knowledge is completely useless for wisdom to settle in. Wisdom is free of knowledge. It's not knowing. It's not of the mind. It's, it's rather being being one with what is is mindfulness <laughs> I mean mindfulness not mindfulness not being fooled by the mind but filling the mind with the perfect reflection of what is the inner and the outer united the outer being what we perceive through our physical senses seeing, smelling, feeling, hearing, touching and that being reflected directly by the inner, which is a philosophical understanding what is. It's a reflection in the other side, in the other world, the energetic world. This is, this is truth. Because this world that we're made of is reflected by an energetic world. That's what it's made of. 
And when one tunes into both together at the same time, in the same moment, there is no time, then one really truly sees for oneself and knows what is without having to read any books. Now that is direct experience which changes one's life view. And those and those experiences they can be quite there can be quite an epiphany when they happen, but they do not create dogmatic dictatorial kind of talking that wants to tell others about oh this is how it is and what you say is just not right and there's only one way like Jesus Christ is the way or die on the cross kind of thing it's not like that it's universal it's cross-cultural it's multicultural and it can all live side by side together it doesn't have to kill each other maybe eat each other deliciously devour each other give oneself as food to someone hungry why not body is a shell spirit can be broken soul is everlasting energy can die come back anyways have so many times Why hold on to something so temporary that's always changing? Why not just let go and be right here, right now, and enjoy and make the best of it? Life is too short to struggle or to do something that one does not want to do or to fight and argue with oneself about opposing thoughts that are illusions of the mind. Practices like meditation as practiced in this country that is a strong Buddhist nation next to Hindus and Christians they are powerful when practiced on a repetitive basis in an increasing amplitude depth it can lead one to the silence turning all the channels down give space to make space to let the other in the extra terrestrial the beings from the other dimensions the knowledgeable ones the light beings the angels the angelic forces the buddhas and the sages the goddesses kings and the gods higher dimensions and realities and also honoring the earth spirits the little devils that dwell in the ground they're nothing to be afraid of they're lovely little beings we dance with them in circles I'm going there right now if you listen closely you can almost hear it it's there in the distance that intriguing sound that expands consciousness raises one's awareness every tribe on earth is used dancing and music to get themselves there this is a global tribe 
has been emerging for a few decades now. It's been coming back and it's pervading countries such as these and all others. A psychedelic culture that does not stop where the laws say no. Because the truth is that these, that these practices and these sacred medicines, these shamanic rituals, help one to reconnect to true spirit and to oneself. And therefore, this is going to be lasting a lot longer than the civilization that's crashing right now. A civilization that's based on false numbers that have no end and their ability to generate more greed. Music will last. Dancing will be there. It's universal. Currency and money? Hmm. In growing up in East Germany, we have been indoctrinated with communistic thought. It was always one thing that I liked about it, even though I escaped the country and politically was demonstrating actively against the regime, helping it to be broken down. It was that the communists believed that it was possible to live in the world without money. A world where we live in small little communities and trade with each other com commodities that we've been producing, organized through a centralized system where we, would, where we would coordinate according to climate region and abilities that we had, what we would be producing. And through that trading system, we all would be in communication with each other and we'd be doing our part or the whole. I thought it was beautiful and I would call it today since communism also didn't idealistic communistic writing did not include the corruptibility of the human ego into that idealistic philosophy so it didn't really work and it wasn't the right time so I would actually create a new one that is already there and it's forming but I would call it communalism where it's communes they're sprouting up they're sustainable essentially self-sustainable so you don't really necessarily need anything from anyone else but what they can do is they can trade currency in a different way either through work hours or skills skill exchanges and it's happening already so this is great because I've been traveling to the future and I've been there on this planet in communities like that with beautiful people we lived happily ever after really in these domes that were set up to protect us from the radiation. But that's another story that I don't really want to get into here. So I'm going to breathe now and get into party mode and maybe take my little Emmy inhibitor again. And tonight I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to have fun. I'm so glad I came here to Sri Lanka. I know that these beautiful places are fading away as tourism is moving in. Hello. Hello. Hello, DJ buddy. Hello. Yeah, the buddy. Yeah. Turtle? Yeah. Turtle, no? Turtle. Yeah. 
What turtle? Turtle eggs? Turtle? Turtle beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we are on Turtle Beach here, and I'm here with two Sri Lankan DJ people. One. Yes, microphone, no. this microphone. You are in country? You home? You, you home, you home. No. You are country? My country, Germany. German? Yeah. Huh? Amma? German. German. Full happy. Full oh. happy. Full yeah. happy, yeah. Beautiful yeah. country. Yeah. German World Cup. Yes, World Cup. Yeah. Football. Football. Yes. I go party, huh? Yeah, yeah. I see you at the party. Party. Party, party. See you. Ciao. All contents of this podcast are protected by International Copyright 2018 and intended for your personal enjoyment only. Please refrain from posting any of it online or copying it in any other way. Giving a copy to one of your friends is fine, but if you really want to support the author, post the website on your social media platforms and visit www.transcendentaljourneys.com, where you can also find the ebook and the printed version, watch related videos, listen to the podcast, and leave a review.